All right, welcome again to another podcast. Uh, this is the fifth of the series of the Mentally Deranged at Hunting Under Heaven. Uh, I'm your host, James Schultz. I just want to break back into uh, some of the uh, questions that uh, come up with people saying, man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, uh, what, what should we change? How do we go about this? Well, you understand that at Hunting Under Heaven, I had those five concepts, uh, a God, the fear of God, the worship of God through his son, Jesus Christ, uh, the family that he, he made the family, made a family unit from the beginning, um, uh, sons and daughters, plants of righteousness, that first picture of the garden when they were in the Garden of Eden. Then he uh, uh, also put them in that garden, which the garden of God is a vital, uh, um, a vital import to uh, humanity to uh, not only understand that we're in the garden of God spiritually, but we are to be planted in the gardens physically to get our sustenance, our nutrition, our health from that garden. And that uh, that uh, literally brings us to uh, the fourth, which was to be good at what we do, good stewards, innovators, developers, builders, uh, helpers, uh, 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 intelligent to create things and leave the place better than we found it. That is a beauty of our life to uh, travel, to move, to see, to uh, to do these wonderful things. And then uh, lastly was the hunt, and it was the ability to be a good steward over the creation that he gave around us to subdue it, to have dominion over it, and to uh, work with it, and to bless it, and to uh, use it for uh, the betterment of humanity. And uh, there's so much that goes on with that, uh, from the plants to the animals that uh, God gave us to do uh, treat uh, in uh, humility and in fear of God, that he gave us to be stewards over them, not to dominate and abuse and uh, destroy uh, the beauty that he gave. Uh, the Lord is angry with those that destroy the earth. He said he'll destroy those that destroy the earth. So the destroyer, the wicked one, influences wicked, wicked and evil men and women to destroy uh, the beauty of his creation. And so to be uh, uh, to be trained or uh, lied to that the most important thing in life is money or to be lied to that the most important thing in life is uh, uh, materialism or to uh, be told that the most important thing in life is to believe science. Well, those are things that um, really go against God's word. The most important thing is to fear God and keep his commandments, to invest and love and bless your family, to invest in the garden of health and the beauties around us for that freedom of, of to be able to have a clear mind and understanding and to worship God in fear and in trembling. And then to uh, have the ability to be uh, so full of health and brightness and understanding that we develop things and innovate things for our fellow man to make their lives better and enrich them. And then we are able to travel and move and hunt and be a good steward of the land. So that's what we uh, can control within our uh, little realm uh, of life and that our grassroots uh, is. And we do the best with what we have to make the place better than we found it. So controlling that type of wealth is really where it's at rather than being controlled by a deranged system of men's wealth and the understanding thereof. I mean, when you think of how deranged the Rothschilds must be that they possess, quote unquote, over $500 trillion, quote, of wealth, that is a controlling substance. It's a, an insatiable appetite to get more. They could do more for the world with that kind of finance of good than they uh, than can even be imagined, but they hoard it and they manipulate people by it and they control and it's power because the wicked one has no power outside of that control of humanity through that money. 
So that's why when the banking system gets into the heart of man, that is a problem because that's why Jesus said he had to overturn the money changers uh, banking system in the temple because it was to be a house of prayer that he said, you have made my father's house a den of thieves. So we have to look at this wealth uh, structure that wealth uh, financially is not necessarily health. Actual wealth is uh, a healthy relationship of being reconciled to God, the father through his son, Jesus Christ and a, a healthy uh, family and unit and marriage and a healthy society of people that love one another and a healthy uh, ability to be a steward over this wonderful land that God's given. These are things that have nothing to do with a banking system. Banks are, con uh, are created by uh, uh, men of uh, Belial. They are created to control other men and they stiff put stiff loans out and they create big interest rates and they make more and they make more. And it's just the, see, uh, the Jews had an old saying, nothing against the Jews, it was a smart saying, but that the old saying among the Jews was the Jews make money, the Gentiles earn it. And this was something that was always said. And I always thought, hmm, that's interesting. But it is the concept that money, when you have money making you money, that's a brilliancy. That is complete control. So the Gentile, his whole life has been making money by the sweat of his brow. But when you can get money and that money can make you money, make you money, that's the, that's the delusion where covetousness comes in. And in the process of time, all people think about is how can I make this money, make me more money to give me more of this, to get me more of that. And the reality is 99.9% .9 of it, unless you're like Zacchaeus, who gave, uh, by false accusation, gave fourfold of his goods back to that man, and that he gave half of his goods to the poor. Unless you're like that, that's a difference because he was very wealthy. But most get uh, cycled into the concept of covetousness, which is, uh, I think James said, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. They become lovers of it. The love of money is the root of all evil, which while some men having coveted thereafter have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So the love of it is this cycle of impending doom. It is continually going down. And before long, that much power gives you that much freedom, which the the devil's playground is idle hands and so god um i think it's interesting that jesus was a carpenter but not just a carpenter he was tecton he was a master carpenter none better and that that right there he did stuff with his hands he worked he labored he was always busy uh, idleness is a uh, devil's playground and so that cycle puts men into this state of a sickness of mind to always worry about their money and control their money so when they get more money they have to hire more armies to protect their gold and silver and that's what the cycle of sickness is and it's a mental uh, sickness it spirals them down into a mental deranged uh, uh, in inability to understand uh, spiritual righteousness and truth that's why Jesus said how it's harder for a uh, uh, it's easier for a, a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into heaven. It was talking about an impossibility with those that have given over their heart and their love to finance and to the covetous practice of, of banking and uh, gold and silver. And I find it interesting in every culture, uh, a lot of the religious cultures, it's all about money. It's all about wealth and it's all about power. And it's all about control. So, this type of worry among mankind kills. It's a robbery and it causes wars and heartaches. So where would I say to put your 
uh, concerns, well, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your heart is, there will your treasure be. I just flipped those around a little bit. So where should your energies be invested? Fear God, keep his commandments. Bless your family, invest in your family. That's blessing your family when you're investing in your family. Uh, be an innovator. Do something with your hands. Be a steward of the land. Plant a garden. Bless somebody's life with good words and, and uh, help and deeds. Uh, hunt. Go hunt for truth and life. Go hunt. Go hunt. Go moose hunting. Go deer hunting. Go out into the woods and see nature. Go hunting. There's nothing wrong with hunting. It's a God-given right for man to hunt. And we hunt for planting. We hunt for truth. We hunt for trees. We hunt for foods. We hunt for sometimes skins and animals and coats. And uh, those, those things that uh, are there, uh, God gave for the blessing of humanity. Some may, di may disagree with that. I'm a vegan or they say I'm, I'm a complete vegetarian. I don't do that. Well, I've said it before. For you to live, something has to die. And those are blessings to humanity. And we should regard it as very reverential and fearful. These are beautiful things. So invest in your family. Um, and, you know, they would tell you the monsters among men uh, love you to. to they, this is what they would rather have you do. Invest in futures. Uh, do speculative investments uh, on like 20, 30 years down the road. What? That goes against scripture. You should say, we're, in like some say, I'm going to go into this city and buy and sell and get gain. And we're going to make this kind of a deal. And it's going to return us this. Thou fool, scripture say. Thou fool. Don't you know that this very night your soul is going to be required of you? You should say rather, if God's willing, we're going to do this. So why do they keep telling you future, future investments, payoffs, going to pay big dividends, 401ks. And half the people that have had these 401ks at least have lost it once or twice in their lifetime. Oh man, the market crashed. We lost everything. I had 70 some thousand in there. Yeah, it's gone. I had 150,000. It's gone. So you see, that's what they also do. They keep your mind busy with these working cycles. They keep your mind and your life busy investing in other things that rather than what God told you to invest in and put your treasure in him and put your investments in your family and your children and that next generation and to not be lied to and told to go these other th what routes. Oh yeah. And another one is, Oh, you're working for retirement. You got this re retirement. You know, I think it was said one time that there, uh, in retirement policies in America that the average retiree collected 17 checks before they died. So the systems actually, the odds are working against you. Retirement, yeah, some people have great retirements. Good, attaboy, go for it. But I want to—I don't mind having to work every day of my life and and make a living and be active and not be sedentary. Sedentary. I don't want that. I—I I, I think a lot of these things are um, uh, a way to manufacture uh, false, uh, false hope, false lifestyles, um, and they always keep that dangling carrot before you. So be careful with where you're putting your investment and your futures. And this is what a lot of the wicked industries do. They keep these payoffs and these things and retirements before deceiving uh, before you, like deceiving these souls to labor super hard for this future thing to keep laboring. One of the saddest stories I remember is I, in Wyoming, I bought this property, built a house. And there was this cool old couple that moved in and built another house next to me. And he was an older man about ready to retire, white haired and we had, we hit it off. I helped him with some concrete work and back and forth. I, I knew him They'd come to my house. I'd go over there and he was just, you know, about a quarter mile away, less maybe. 
And uh, he used to tell me all the time, I got uh, one year and six months and I'm retired. I got one year and two months. I'm retired, James. I got one year. I got six months. I got five and four, three, two. And I remember this is one of the saddest things that I can, that I, he was, every time I talked to him, he talked to me about what he was going to go do on his retirement. And I finally one day asked him, can't even remember the dear man's name. I asked him, so what are you going to do when you get retired on your day of retirement when you're done? He said, I'm going to sit my butt down on a couch and have me a good glass of wine and just take a big breath in. And I'm going to have a whole bunch of fishing trips and I'm going to do this and that. I was like, awesome, man. And he retired. And I never forget this. This is the story that was told me by um, people that knew him and his wife. He had invested all his life for his retirement policy. And he got home and he popped the bottle of wine open and he sat down in his chair and she said he took a big breath of air in his lungs and let it out and died right there. Died. And that really affected me like, whoa, whoa. And I made a, a point to say at that period of my life, I am going to retire from the age of 20 to 55 is my retirement. And then I'm going to go back to work from about 50 to 55 to the day I meet my Lord. I refuse to subject myself to the system that creates these illusions. And if that is the popularity contest among men to work for our retirements, I reject it. Most people that become sedentary die quickly. So I have actually lived out my retirement to date. I have done and been and gone and traveled and hiked and hunted and fished and surfed and went the most glorious and beautiful things and invested my time almost always with my children and my family. And I was a poor man by most people's standards. But I am telling you the riches and experiences and things I've seen, I have to say to a lot of people, there are certain times, like for me, that I was days in, weeks into mountain lion hunts, and after one lion, and I saw this lion on a cold morning in a snowy tree with the sun on him and his frost on his whiskers and the sun shining through his beautiful, beautiful tawny hide the dogs barking and I was like man this right here those experiences of life that you get to behold that your creator made and you get to see and they bring tears to your eye they make a better man they change your soul in appreciation I never needed bars and drugs and alcohol poisoning I never needed I needed clean mountain air I needed beautiful bull elk screaming on hillsides on fall days with the aspen leaves turning. I needed uh, mountain clover smell. I needed those evenings fishing in late September or late August in the back country when the mint would smell after a rain and the fish were rising and it was silent. And way off in the distance, a big bull elk would scream with his cows, come and fall. 
and an eagle would fly over and there would be a red heron on the side of a bank and and the the sun would be setting in just crimson colors over the massive mountains and that evening air was just nice and a little breeze was going and the caddis flies were flying everywhere and it would just those are things that are so rich that i would never say i wasted my time i was just remarking to my wife about missing those spring horn hunts for bull elk horns and like we used to decoy coyotes back in the day in the springtime and sitting on those hillsides in the spring in wyoming when the the sage was turning and starting to get new buds on it and the ticks were everywhere and there was a little bit of dew on the morning and the cow elk were having their calves and we'd get run off by a few cows that had calves and almost got trampled a couple times and you'd howl a coyote and you'd maybe see one of the dogs would work it and just those things of seasons and I remember just like the beauty of fall when the geese would come in and they're honking and their sound and the the fields are being harvested and just the 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 expectation of fall harvest and you see the big bucks in the rut and you see the the horns lose their velvet and you know those bulls are up there in some big canyon rubbing their horns on timbers and uh, the preparation in the mind to go haunt some deep dark timber 30 miles away in grizzly bear country and i used to say to pe people were like what is your comfort zone what what makes you happy well i love to be in the spirit preaching god's word that's a comfort zone that's probably the best place i've ever to be in power preaching his word when people are uh, receiving it and there's weeping and there's a repentance and newness of life going on and I love to be in the presence of my family at nice dinners and birthday parties and I love to uh, be in those evening uh, cookouts and picnics with friends and family and I love a good ice cream cone from the red barn I can kinda taste it in Wyoming you know those ice cream cones that um, are more icy than they are creamy those kind that's the, what I'm talking about and I, I I understand those comfort zones are those things fly fishing in the evenings and um, seeing a kid pull his first first tooth out and and enjoying coming home after a long lion hunt when your wife made the most fantastic dinner and sitting down and cracking a bottle of wine with a fresh elk steak that you killed that fall and uh, coming in from a long hard day's work to a warm house and kids climbing on your lap those see those things are comfort zones and then really in this bizarre way and and I want to paint this picture to you because there's so much of societal dissidence right now and, and carnal thinking there's this one comfort zone that a person asked me maybe it was one of my children dad what is one of your comfort zones that you normally wouldn't tell somebody well when see I love bull elk hunting with a longbow I like bull elk hunting in general it's one of my one of my simple life passions I mean I have ran mountain lions until I couldn't run anymore I've gone through a lot of dogs and I love that part of, of life 
because it's so rough and so raw and so extreme that you're literally pushing yourself to the extreme in the most brutal country and the most brutal extreme conditions of cold and snow and danger. I love that. I've learned to be comfortable in the most uncomfortable situations. And one of my comfort zones that I really enjoy is to be in the middle of the backcountry, 20, 30 miles from nowhere in the wilderness with camp about six to eight miles away with my horse tied two to three miles away in the evening right before a foggy little snowstorm comes in in a deep dark canyon with lots of grizzly bears around to where you can smell them with one or two of my buddies preferably one or my boy or my brother and a couple big bulls screaming one close one a little further one coming in and cold down to a half a granola bar in my backpack wet and tired about day seven to ten into the hunt kind of losing hope of what you're going to have happen knowing that you got at least when you if you get this bull you got four hours of gutting and quartering and going to get horses and knowing that there's a chance you may have a shot and having that bull coming in screaming and everything is surreal and you get that opportunity or you don't get that opportunity and you either go back with meat or you don't go with meat and you still go back tired and fulfilled I don't care if there's two grizzly bears you meet on the trail on the way out to me that's a comfort zone and I grew up with these comfort zones of situations that that comfort zone is nothing in comparison to what other men in war learn to deal with and what other peoples and societies have learned to deal with. But I just wanted to share with you that thought process in, in spite of what's going on today to let your mind go down those memory lanes of maybe nostalgia maybe it is but it's good for the soul to recall what god's allowed you to do and to share that with people and souls to say you know what don't judge me because i hunt don't judge me because i'm a believer i love you who you are where you are and what you're going through because i know that jesus loved me and saw everything that i was going through and revealed himself to me and i'm just trying to reveal him through what I've seen in my life to you so that you may be able to um, hopefully uh, replace and, and I replace the control the totalitarianism the wickedness the uh, injustices the uh, mass media mind controlled zombies around us to remove those 
and replace the years. And there was one old prophet that says, Lord, help me replace the years that the moth, the canker worm, the palmer worm, the locust hath eaten up. A lot of our lives have been stolen by these corruptions. And if you will, replace them with goodness. Reverse the system of the dead that has tyrannically held you. Reverse the ideologies of the imbeciles in power. And, and by creating our own atmosphere, creating our own gardens, creating our own lifestyles without them over us, and then affecting others by tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousand, we start changing on a grassroots scale the next generation and the next. Do you know what that means? Let the dead bury the dead and the blind lead the blind. They'll go into the ditch. Do you know what that means? If that's what they want to kill one another and burn each other out and shoot and kill and maim each other, they're going to end their walk on this earth. But if they start coming for us, you better fortify your walls. And it is with understanding there is um, a, a true power of God in the knowledge of the Most High. So invest in your family, invest in your friends, invest in your community, invest not in speculations, not in the future payoffs, not in retirements, not in the deception that souls labor so hard for, but invest yourself in the true light at the end of the tunnel, which is Christ, not the light, a false light at the end of the tunnel of your life, which is money and fun and pleasure most people won't even get to enjoy what they think is pleasure and fun because they'll be too tired and sick to do it. That's just me stating the facts. Do you want to see your garden in shambles full of weeds at the end of your life? Or do you want to remove all those weeds early and invest all your time and energy so that your work of labor and life as you age is easier than having to go back and correct all the things that you let go. You see, if you invest your retirement into your garden early and your children early, you won't have to go pull all the weeds that have grown up in their life and your life in this, quote, golden years. You're not going to. Uh, so if you can, as Americans, not see that there is a uh, an attack against everything true and reversed God's way, and that we should reverse man's way back to God's righteousness, then we're literally going to keep going down a dark road and a dark path. And that is through his word and through the advice that he gives and not the devices of the wicked one. In time, we'll see this. In time, the wicked one uh, will, through his art of deception and fabrication and lies, to all the people, I'm going to tell you this, they will uh, in time hate their own situation. They will in time, if, if you give him enough time to create lies, they will even hate themselves and the situation they're in so much that they will overthrow it. They will burn it down and corrupt even more. You understand what I'm saying? Look what they're doing right now. Luciferianism. The God of this world loves to create such chaos that he leaves it up to uh, a humanity gone wild to overthrow their own selves and their own government and their own lives and their own families. And then here's what they do. 
they leave themselves in a complete vulnerable situation a completely vulnerable situation thus welcoming in Lucifer in their global world government that will finally in total rule over them in a false messiah mentality and they will love to have it so but that is not our case people of God that is not our lot their rock is not as our rock even our enemies themselves are judges their ways are the ways of treachery their ways are the ways of injustice and and murder our ways are the ways of eden the garden of god and our ways are the ways of the plant of renown of righteousness not that of the tree of fermentation of evil good and evil but the ways of life in christ jesus so at hunting under heaven today I wanted to bring these thoughts to your mind so that you could ponder actually some of the things going on in our society, compare them with some of my thoughts on the scripture, and hopefully have a better understanding and a better idea and frame of mind to deal with what's actually going on. This too shall pass. All the injustices going on, this too shall pass. These are tantrums and fits of the wicked one. And he has but a short while to work his will against the army of heaven and against the inhabitants of earth and to, to destroy and to kill and murder. But the Lord that sits in the heavens is going to laugh. He is laughing. He's having them all in derision. They're all in confusion of face. And some see through it. A lot of people are seeing through it that this is Marxism 101. This is Luciferianism. This is the, the end result. When people really want to get down to the isms, I'll say it again, it is Luciferianism. This is a, a Luciferian religion uh, of men. It is their food controlled by that. It is their societies. It is their uh, ways of life, their, their uh, jobs, their uh, government structure, politics. All of it is on his level. And uh, when we oppose that as men and women, we reap uh, a lot of his wrath. And I want you to prepare your hearts today because the temple of God is within you. And he hates that temple because it is the uh, symbol of Christ. It is the emblem of faith. And whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And we do know that sin is the transgression of the law. And the law is holy and right. And it is wrapped up and embodied in the man Christ Jesus. Therefore, it is of great necessity that you see your need of a Savior that fulfilled all the law completely for you. And that you cannot fulfill and fill that law. You break it if you've even thought it. You know, Jesus said, if a man looks upon a woman to lust after her, in his heart he hath committed adultery with her already. So there is not a man that has not had an adulterous thought and an evil thought and a lie and a cheat and he, uh, and a, a blasphemy and a uh, contrariness to an idol uh, from serving God. There's not one. And so we have a great need of Jesus Christ, the Savior, of our soul and that's why he calls men everywhere there is a commandment we have to obey he commandeth all men everywhere to repent and believe the gospel so 
you want to be justified from the law of condemnation, repent and believe in Christ. You want to be sanctified and washed from your uncleanness, a perverted mind, repent and believe in Christ. You want to be justified from all things that are contrary to you, repent and believe in the work and justification of Christ. You want to be saved, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. See, we are to walk by faith and not by sight, and the faith is not of man, it's of God. It's through Christ. The faith that we have to believe in the unbelievable is the faith of Jesus Christ imputed to us by the power of the Holy Spirit in regenerating our hearts, and thus we call upon the name of the Lord. If you hear that word today, just please get down on your knees and pray unto the Most High for the salvation of your soul. Because at Hunting Under Heaven, today, we're, we're talking about restoration of all the Garden of God. We're talking about restoration of our stewardship. We're talking about restoring our, our faith in Christ through his uh, precious blood and Jesus Christ. We're talking about restoring the family that God gave to us and not going years later trying to fix it and pull weeds, but we're doing it daily. And we're talking about being innovative and being helpful to our neighbors and to our friends and giving a good word. And then go hunting. Go hunting. Go find some, uh, go look for mushrooms. What's the matter with hunting for mushrooms? Um, man, grab a surfboard and go hunting for waves. Go hunting for the best beach. If you're a diver, go dive for the best fishing area. Go hunt. If you're hunting bull elk, make your plans great this fall. Be a good steward and be very fearful that God give you the opportunity again to breathe that mountain air. If, if you're hunting for the truth, look for to God's word. If you're hunting for a wife, pray without ceasing. If you're looking for a husband, hunting for a husband, pray. Ask the Lord to provide you one. If you're hunting for um, uh, health, don't look to the doctors of, of doctors of sorcery and wizardry. Go to some old-fashioned doctors, some holistic doctors. But yeah, I'm not knocking those that do surgeries and those that fix broken bones and those that are helpful to stitch up stitches. And but let's quit prescribing pharmaceuticals to get kickbacks, please. Come on, you know that chemicals don't really belong in the body, the human organic body. They don't. Uh, minerals do. Minerals do, but not these chemicals that are fabricated by, by uh, wizards and sorcerers. That's not, that doesn't belong in the body. Yeah, I'm not knocking painkillers and this and that, but the, there's a lot of painkillers that don't have to have all the toxicity that, you, that a lot of you push to get kickbacks. Uh, I know how it works. You know how it works. Uh, let's quit pushing. Please, doctors out there, let's quit pushing all these vaccinations because Big Pharma gives you kickbacks and Big Pharma pushes them and you'll get these uh, stipends and you'll get these kickbacks through your industry of medical doctors. Let's quit doing that. Quit saying mandation, mandating uh, vaccinations. Just teach health. Look at Dr. Shiva. Look at uh, uh, Rashid Batard. Look at these men that, that are telling health, that speak truth about health they might not be perfect but they look at even hippocrates the father father of medicine come on let food be your remedy and let remedy be in your foods this is something god gave out of the garden wake up wake up awake awake O zion put on thy beautiful garments put on thy strength O garmin which is the truth of god's word and not the fabrications of dead media and dead men hey do you want to listen to dead doctors sick doctors 
uh, wicked uh, religious professors, pedophilias in cloaks and clothing and frocks and gowns. That's your problem, man. I refuse. Uh, you know, like John the Baptist was in rough garments. Those that are in king's houses are in, are in fancy um, linen and fancy silk. Uh, I would rather listen to the John, ba John the Baptist of the world than these professors, hirelings, cemetery graduates of men that uh, profess that they know God, but inwardly are full of ravening wolves. They're bloodthirsty. The Apostle Paul said they were. Uh, they, they speak uh, out of both sides of their mouth. They teach with their feet movement. They don't speak truth. Correct these things in your life. And if needs be, separate yourself from the door of apostate uh, carnal religion. Uh, that is called the mystery of iniquity. That is the mystery Babylon. That is the false woman. That's the false church. Remove your feet from there. Why do you think you need to go to these buildings of the dead to get some religious fix? Jesus said, I dwell within you. Ye are the church. Within you is the temple of God. Why do you keep giving your money to the, the whore? Why do you keep giving your money to the seminaries of the dead that preach milk sauce weakness? Why? You look at all the apostles of old. You look at all the prophets of old. They, they had a rough way of life. And why are we listening to the milk sauce of humanity in all forms, politically, religiously, over our food, our health? All that? Why are we doing that? It's just a question I have. I, don't, I, I believe God's answers are always found in his words. And we need to portray that one to another. So without further ado, this is the fourth and final on the subject matter uh, of the uh, mentally deranged. Uh, and may our minds not be deranged by the things of this world, but uh, set your affections on things above where Christ sitteth. Um, be not conformed to the things of this world. And I'll leave you with this. Be not conformed to the things of this world, that is by our flesh and our carnal appetites, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How is transformation? That is regeneration. That is not um, reincarnation to come back as something that you are not. But I'm talking about the regeneration of the Holy Spirit that defies these uh, Hindu beliefs and these uh, beliefs of other idolatrous systems. I'm talking the word of Jesus Christ that declared himself as God, that said it is the regeneration of the spirit that you come back. Listen, not as some mortal man, not as some sinful, corrupt man, not as a goat, not as a cow, not as a donkey, not as your brother, the wolf, not as some locust or a bird on a housetop reincarnated as a tree. But I'm talking about you come after the regeneration of the Holy Spirit, being born of the Holy Spirit, you come back in the likeness of Jesus Christ, the Lord. You, you follow me on this? There is no greater call than to be made like unto Christ and grow up into the fullness and the stature of the Lord Jesus Christ. What great news is that? Eternal life in him? Ooh, what a flaming fire. What a power of the Holy Spirit. What a beauty and a joy to the souls of men to be rekindled with God, reconciled with God. 
like unto him to come boldly to the throne of grace. You see, the only reason man can come boldly to the throne of the Father is because they come through Jesus Christ, his Son. And when he sees us, he is sees through his Son. And the hope of glory is Christ in you. So I want to leave you with that, that you are special and you are blessed to believe this. You have just fallen under the sound of the everlasting gospel of Christ. You do not understand how significant you are as a person. Do not let the ideologies of the dead system of Luciferianism corrupt you to think that you are not. That is a lie, and that is a lie of the pit of hell. God made you beautiful and upright, and if you hear this and believe this today, bow and acknowledge your Creator through His Son, and call upon the name of the Lord, because today's the day of salvation. And so with all love, all respect for you as a person, if you agree or you don't agree with me, you say, James, you've lost your mind. I I know. I know. And it's okay. Uh, if your way is better than my way, and I've done this my whole life, and it means nothing, then we're all good. But if the way I'm speaking is the way and the truth and the life, and your way is some fanciful idol-worshipping scheme, then it's not going to be so good. Because uh, Jesus said, No man can come unto me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. And all that the Father giveth me shall come unto me. And him that cometh unto, unto me I will in no wise cast out. There is no other door, there is no other way, and there is no other truth, and there is no other life but in Christ. So aloha to all my friends and family. I hope this was a good little series uh, on the corrupt mind of the system or the solid mind of Christ and the love of God and the love one for another. Without further ado, hunting under heaven. Aloha. Thanks for joining us. If you like what we're doing here, pass it on, pass it on, make it, make it go, please. Uh, I'm just doing this out of the um, goodness of uh, my heart before the most high God. And I pray that it continues to grow uh, at Hunting Under Heaven. This is our podcast. So blessings to you. And until next time, aloha.